0: We at the Nerdroom would like to send our deepest and most sincere condolences to the Bozeman family. The world lost a bright light on August 28, 2020, as Chadwick Bozeman sadly lost his four year battle to colon cancer. Chadwick rose to prominence by portraying African American trailblazers on the big screen, including Jackie Robinson, James Brown, and the first African American U.S. Supreme Court Justice, Thurgood Marshall. He gained further recognition through bringing Black Panther to life in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in 2016, the first African-American actor to headline an MCU film. Chadwick was a trailblazer himself, both on and off screen, exemplified through his persevering fight against inequality and social injustice. His legacy will live on and he will forever be remembered as our king. Rest in power.
2: Hey everyone and welcome to the room. we talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC and beyond. This is episode number 234. We're discussing *Tenant* and New Mutants spoiler-free reviews. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm Sanjay. And boys, we're back at the theater. Well, the three of you are. Not me so much. But guys, we got some very exciting reviews this week. The boys masked up, hit the theaters, and watched *Tenant* and New Mutants. This is very exciting. The first film review or proper new film review that we've done in months, six months, eight months or so since the beginning of the year. I don't even think we've done one this year, guys. So very excited to talk about a superhero film and a brand new Christopher Nolan film. The guy's going to walk you through this in tons of spoiler-free detail towards the end of the episode. And guys, we're going to get into some Toy Fair talk, some Hasbro Pulse Con. We're going to revisit some of our discussions from DC Phantom. It's going to be a jam-packed episode I can't wait to get back at the mics. It feels like I've been gone for for way too long. But we were just recording a couple days ago at <laughs> Force Fest. So go check that episode out. Bonus episode that dropped into the feed here. Just go back one and check out myself and good friend Kyle from of the Saber. We did a Force Fest panel. We talked about the history of really the Black series and collecting in the Disney era of Star Wars. So tons of fun over there. But guys, we gotta get into this week because we got a ton of content to plow through here and we're gonna kick this thing off like we always do with our weeks and nerd i'm looking forward to hear what you guys got up to video games toy hunts whatever so Sonny, my man
3: let me know what's been going
2: on with you
3: yeah man um outside of seeing new mutants which I actually just saw this afternoon um not much i was able to stop by my local comic book shop and um all caught up on batman i think i'm all caught up on batman i read up to issue 97 which i believe is the latest one and man this is this is a great series like, i'm loving this run i'm loving this arc i'm excited to see where it goes um you know there's not much bad things to say about this you know this is really like interesting and i love the joker so just to see him like portrayed in like in a different like on a flip side whereas you know normally joker is the one with like he has no money and he's kind of like you know the underdog compared to batman like now it's like joker's got like a ton of money and he's uh he's he can buy like all these toys right so it's kind of cool um besides that you know not much it's been it's been really quiet here so you know um carlos troy tim what, what have you guys been up to Ooh,
2: man, that, that was short and sweet, Sonny. It's short and sweet. You're, sa- yeah. you're saving that powder for now that we got the movies back in theaters. You're just counting the days before we get those steel books. So save a bit of that funds, man, and well, put towards I the. Uh, did.
1: <laughs>
3: I already did pre-order the New Mutant Steelbook uh, from the UK. Mm. So, uh, you know, I got to get all the X-Men films before they're gone forever. So yeah. uh, <laughs> Although, there'll, there'll be there'll
2: be some x films in the future. Don't you worry. But this universe, maybe not so much. But who yeah. knows with, with multiverse becoming uh, a very prominent thing in the superhero world, thanks to, to DC recently here. So
1: yeah. we'll, <laughs> we'll
2: see how that happens. And uh-huh. if we end up with Hugh Jackman showing up in the MCU at some point now. But uh, yeah, guys, what's going on? Try my dude man but what's going on with you? there's uh there's something special coming out in the next couple of days, eh? Yes,
4: sir yes sir man it's uh well shoot, I don't know where to begin it's actually been uh it's, it's been overwhelming, man. um from last time we recorded, I got in the mail from big Bad toys once again coming through with the retro Marvel Legends uh Spider-Man animated series Wave man so I got hit with uh Green Goblin came in cool figure kept that guy in the package uh peter parker in that in that in that leather jacket looking cool looking animated and uh he's cool man um i took him out of the package because i got another one coming so i had to take that guy (laughs) out um because i had to test i had to see these glasses come off it's uh it's much like your casey jones from uh the neckline yeah they made it keep the glasses the mask on but if you actually take the mask off or the glasses there is like a pretty decent face underneath so um, I, I tore those bad boys off, um, <laughs> obviously. Uh, I picked up e- the Spider-Man. I also did pick up the Spider-Man. I have him coming, but like I saw him out there, and I'm like, I can't, I can't walk by this thing. I need this in my life. So I picked him up. Looks cool, man. I can't wait for him to come in so I can uh, open him up and uh, bust out some poses. Don't uh, you have, like,
2: two or three on pre-order already? Yeah, man. It,
4: honestly, <laughs> I've, I've lost track. It's ridiculous how many I have coming. But uh, Oh, I love it. <laughs> no shame. No shame over here, man. Yeah, It's, it's crazy. Um, so while I picked up uh Spider-Man in the Wild, I had to. I had to double up on Saga. I picked up issues or volumes uh, four and five. And I, I I I ate it up, man. I went right through those. Those books continue to deliver. I think Volume Four might be my favorite so far. It's it's a, it's a thrill ride, man. This thing is nuts. This book. Um, and then keeping it comic related, dude. I picked up um, finally Empire Five. But now I now that I've read it, I'm probably still behind because six has probably come out at this point. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know, but I'm into the I, shop recently, so I'm not yeah even sure if that came out or not. Yeah, I think five is the last one I remember. Really. It is the last yeah. one. Okay, so so I picked up five, and it's cool, man. It it's good. It 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 continues to deliver too. I really like where they're going with this book. Um, I've enjoyed pretty much every uh, every issue so far, and uh, moving from Marvel to DC, man, the Triple J's, the three Jokers,
1: woo, oh, yeah. Black the Label, man, that?
4: this book is cool. This is. I wasn't really like super excited for it because when they first introduced this idea of like three Jokers, I think it was either it's either rebirth or it was further back dark side Wars. And I've kind of forgotten about this whole three Jokers thing. And it's been so long, but reading this book, me and Carlos were going back and forth, man. (laughs) This thing is like, we're getting like Joker in the mainline book right now. um, And then we're getting Joker here in the black label. And it is, it's awesome. It's a cool uh, group. It's no spoilers, but having Batman, Red Hood and Barbara Gordon's Batgirl working together, and they have like some cool designs. I think it's the art is incredible. Was it fabric? Uh, yeah,
2: it's like, Fibok, yeah. Fibok.
4: yeah, man. It, it's so good. So, yeah, anyway, so I killed that book. Loved is it. Is it?
2: Sorry, is it? Is it a standalone? Like, is it like an Elseworld type tale?
4: Yeah, it, it's, it's like an like three books.
2: But it's, but it's kind of
4: weird because like the, the idea was introduced in New 52, right? So, it's like I won't be surprised if they do the idea kind of like, um, like, Killing Joke? Was it Killing Joke? Yeah, Killing...
1: Yeah.
4: Which little barber got paralyzed? That's Killing Joke, yeah, right? Killing yeah, Killing Joke. Yeah. yeah, so if this book is, like, received pretty well, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow worked it into, like, the mainline. Because I think the book sold really well, actually. I think a lot of people did pick up this book. The, um, you know, the, the fan audience really seems to like it. So I don't know. But, as, yeah, Carlos is right. Like, as of right now, it's an Elseworld, it's a black label. But I just wouldn't be surprised if they dragged it into mainline continuity once it's done interesting but, um, something
2: i look into picking up
4: hey man yeah. this and saga dude i'm telling you saga, it will it will change your life like carlos you i know you i know you're about that life oh yeah Sunny man tip. i i read
0: saga i, I think i'm the only it. person that i that read saga fast as you did like yeah. i couldn't gobble it up <laughs> fast enough yeah. in fact i'm yeah. kind of it's one of those where i read it via the library and now i'm kind of thinking maybe i want the physical books in my life yeah man so
4: they're good well, yeah i gotta go out there now and grab uh well i just got seven eight nine left to go i think it ends at nine
2: the amount of hype that you've thrown at this thing the last couple of weeks uh, has got me really really itchy to read it
4: yeah it's it's cool man it's cool it's 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 a great book um and I, and I guess my next couple of things i got going on here oh actually you know i i got i got uh sorry there's been so many things black widow i got i got the white black widow uh oh, nice. she came in Um, and she's pretty cool, but I got her for other reasons. I got her for other reasons because I did happen to find, um, a mystique out in the wild too. The, uh, Marvel Legends Fox line X-Men found mystique out there and I picked her up and I had no intentions of grabbing her, but looking at like, like the amount of detail painted onto her, incredible. Like this thing looks awesome. It continues to deliver that Fox line, man, they are really doing something special so over there is
2: on the detail side of things. Is it yeah. pain apps or is it like, is the skin raised? Both is it molded. Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The
4: skins raised the paint apps, the shading, everything, man. And I'm so glad they went with this version as opposed to the, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Like this one just uh-huh. looks more like yeah. fierce women. Like I can't remember the actress's name. Rebecca Romain. Yes, see, I was or gonna really
3: say Rebecca Remains Stamos,
4: yeah,
2: as credited okay. in the film. Yes, yeah, <laughs> okay.
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, so it's, a, it's a sweet figure, man. So, uh, I had to get her. Um, Carlos, this guy always comes to this guy, he hits me up, I can't remember what day it is, and uh, he's, he's a hot toy dealer, man. This guy sent me <laughs> <getting> back. kickback <laughs> of Ahsoka, and I was like, Oh, we got it, I come mean, on waiting for this man like hot toys it's a hot summer for hot toys man because these guys are delivering so um i had to i had to get a pre-order down for that ahsoka because that's the one that's the one i've been waiting well, for. well and, and, and i
2: feel like carlos just has been whispering in their ear for the last little like man like, you've been you've been literally talking about an ahsoka for six months plus on the podcast mm-hmm. you know we got the anakin we got the rex we got yes. the, even the ahsoka troopers the clone troopers yes it's classic, like, okay Spidey. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, it's, and, it's, 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 come on, <laughs> I wanted,
4: right, so it's, uh, it's nuts, and yeah, so Carlos hit me the picture, and I, I think it was Ahsoka pose next to Anakin, and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. like, that is, that's unreal, and it's cool, because obviously you can take that Ahsoka, you can pose it with like the Clone Wars Anakin that we're getting, but you can really pose it with Revenge of the Sith Anakin.
2: Oh, I like, forgot that about, yeah, that Anakin, that Anakin too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's Man, crazy. They, um, they really jumped into that Clone Wars for, for the Hot Toys this year, eh?
4: Yeah, they, they certainly have. I, I think, um, I think uh, the only thing we, actually, I think we probably will get it too is, um, is, a, is a mall probably a mall to go in that line that Ahsoka goes up against.
2: Very likely. Because they did the yeah. Ahsoka Clone Wars likeness, right? You know, you had predicted her and we had discussed in a bit of detail about maybe waiting out to the Mandalorian Rosario yes. Dacian type of Ahsoka, but they've yeah. gone the Clone Wars and I, they have to. They have to announce
4: a yeah. mall, right? They have to, especially because a lot of people like. I mean, season seven was a standout, and that was a season. Mm-hmm. You, you got to have like that fight was huge. You gotta, you gotta have that it's, that mall come out. It's such a toyetic
2: look too. The, yeah. the mall stuff, especially in the Clone Wars.
4: Yes, so yeah. good. It's so good, man. So uh, no, it, it, it's it's been great. It's been great. And then um, Carlos again, he hits me, man, and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> Avengers, it's uh, early access. You got the pre order." And I'm like, I got the pre-order. Let's, let's do this. And I'm looking around everywhere to find, because I got the physical copy, so I didn't know how it worked getting a digital pre-order or digital uh, early access. So I couldn't find it anywhere. So I call up EV Games Canada, and the guy's like, yeah, well, um, we'll just check over here and see if the box arrived. I'm thinking, like, I'm going to get the physical copy, like, you know, 72 hours early. And sure enough, the guy's like, yeah, we have the box here. Went on over to that shop, man. Picked this, this big box, dude. This box is... <laughs> It's beefy and um, came home, cracked it open, and it's awesome. Like, they, they give you quite a bit in there. Obviously, you get the game, you get the steelbook, you get uh, a couple of new skins. Um, so, in other words, like other costumes you can wear in the game. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, they give you a Black Widow belt buckle if you want. Uh, they give you a... <laughs> You can rock that to,
2: to the Black Widow movie. It's in
1: theaters. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no doubt. They, they give you a, uh, an Avengers pin um iron man blueprints which is kind of neat but the the big daddy of them all man is is the captain america uh statue it's about 12 inches and oh. uh it, it looks cool it looks really really cool I, i've been, I've been to say like i'm not really fond of that design for captain america but when i see a statue or a toy even the marvel legends make a faithful adaptation of the figure i gotta appreciate it and mm these guys delivered on that statue so um it looks good man so obviously you know what's gonna happen when i'm done here man i'm gonna be on that game (laughs)
1: oh man
2: that's all that's an epic epic week dude i i love how we have kind of this this rolling nature to the the week this weekend nerd because everyone has like these monster weeks here and there and uh, i don't know i'm not taking the kick i don't know about you carlos man it's for you, it's it's coming down off that high still. I gotta imagine, man, how many times you rolled through that Batman trailer in the last little bit? Did you even have time to to separate yourself enough from that to get out on the hunt this week? Yeah, no. <laughs> basically, all I did this week is I just spent Troy's money, so <laughs> that, I, I, I just
0: had a weekend nerd by proxy. But uh, uh, the missus you know, must love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but it's funny that you say that about the Batman trailer because, like, we were just kind of in that awkward kind of, yeah, just get ready for bed and we'll throw on a show or whatever. And so I found myself sitting in front of the TV and no exaggeration, it was pretty much close to half an hour of just replaying the trailer. (laughs) Because like I got the Apple TV thing going and just like kind of the flick on my phone. And uh, there was a a Vimeo link I caught off of Matt Reeves where it's kind of like everything's corrected and it's perfected with the trailer, right? So it's the trailer online but with the color grading and everything else that as he wants it presented kind of thing right no uh youtube filters or anything like that so that, that's the one that i just have this tab on my phone open and just if if there's a tv on and i am in front of it that thing gets airplayed right away yeah my, my daughter gives me this pretty unimpressed look every time she hears that tape ripping So (laughs) (laughs) basically, basically. Like it's it's to the point that she actually comes downstairs every once in a while and she's just like, seriously? Like how many times are you
2: watching that thing? All of the times. It's (laughs) got what like however many million views, Carlos is at least half of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I think I have a tangible contribution to that
1: to the number of just it's measurable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, aside from watching that, I uh, started watching the newest season of Lucifer, so it's a Netflix program now. They ended up picking it up off of, I think it was NBC had it before, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's cool. It's I like it quite a bit more as a Netflix vehicle. There's a couple rough episodes this season so far, um, but you can tell that they're a result of Netflix allowing the showrunners to kind of play and experiment a bit more than uh, NBC did, so yeah, it's cool. It's kind of neat to see this underground, really adult-oriented Vertigo comic from back in the day getting turned into this kind of Four Corners TV show. So, that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, Big Score. It was funny because yesterday uh, I was listening to you and Kyle talk about the, the Collector Awakening and taking a stroll through Star Wars collecting in the sequel era as I was washing the front of my house. And that that uh, just gave me the taste for going on the hunt there. So I was like, ah, you know, I got a few hours to kill. I'll roll out. And, uh, it, it was just karma, man. Cause I head out roll into Toys R Us. There's nothing. Uh, that's some cool displays with like one woman 84 stuff, but they had like the one woman 84 product. And then a couple sides for McFarland toys broken down into like soups and bats and then JLA. And then they had the spin master stuff on there too. Which is kind of neat. And then, uh, yeah, dipped into EB. And lo and behold, I found the chase version Ooh. of the Detective Comics 1000 Batman. Yes. And it's, uh, man, I, like, like you said in the DM, Troy, like you thought that thing was a myth. but uh, <laughs> There it is. Because it was nowhere to be found since they launched this line. And they had kind of yeah. said that it was coming or that they had made it. But, yeah, none of us saw it. But it's awesome because it's not just a paint swap. So he, he has like kind of that brilliant royal blue... Cape and cowl and whatnot, but uh, they didn't just swap the black out for the blue. They actually changed the logo on his chest, which would have taken them some work because the original logo is like etched into the chest. Mm-hmm. But they gave him the yellow oval uh, bat symbol, and then they also gave him the OG belt with like the <laughs> the pull strap and like the uh, old no cylinders way. and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so it, just kind of when I brought him home and I put him on the on the desk there. Uh, waiting to get displayed he's kind of under my superpower shelf and he's essentially like a McFarlane version of the og superpowers batman which is nice
1: there's
0: a couple nice little touches too like the little card that they come with uh the McFarlane figures i think it's the same card that comes with the detective 1001 but for this chase figure they they made it a like a foil card type Mm. of thing in there so
2: yeah it's cool that they're not just like repackaging stuff with chase which is often just a paint swap right yeah um in most cases where they've just kind of switched a few things up, but they're putting effort to make it like a true variant almost right
0: yeah, no, it's neat it's it and it's funny because I had actually passed on the original version of that figure, so I don't actually have the <laughs> normal version <to> compare. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i was uh I was pretty happy when I landed that guy and i and I like him quite a bit better in the blue, yeah. but that's like. I'm a sucker for all things of that era of Batman. Right. So, um, yeah, he, he's home.
2: He's home. That's this so good, man.
0: Happily, dude. Oof. Thanks, Oof.
2: Dude. Oof.
0: Well
1: yeah, it,
2: Timbo, take us through your week, baby. Oh man. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's been a odd week because I feel like a lot has happened and I had I said to my wife, I think I lost a week. somewhere. there. Like I was concerned <laughs> that we didn't record an episode and put an episode out last week. That's how lost I was in the week. <laughs> and really it the reason i felt so lost is because i couldn't remember if i had talked about my turtle purchase or receiving the turtle package because i did mention i had to go back and actually listen to last week's this week in nerd because i was so convinced i lost a week somewhere and i had teased (laughs) that i had this package coming but it arrived the next day and my expectation was going to arrive in the weekend so i get this i've had this thing on order this was an scc exclusive from playmates and this was a just a beautifully packaged three, three quarter inch or whatever the scale is, four inch, whatever of, I believe it was two, four, six figures. It was, and what they were, were basically a recreation of the original cardback figures from the first 10 or so it was. And so we've got the four turtles shredder and splinter. Now they're not exact recreations, but man, did they ever do a good job on here? So they've got these figures. They look like the original 89 figures, the paint apps look great, the sculpts are good, the heads are a little larger, and I believe they're a little softer. Because I did some comparisons to the original 89 ones. The cardbacks are a little different, but man, it's it's such a cool little product. I threw up an image on Instagram at the NerdRM there. For 90 bucks, six figures plus this awesome carrying case that comes with it. The package, it was packaged inside of another box inside of another box with peanuts around it (laughs) like I was so impressed because I was so worried it's going to show up with the just the the, like the small box on the outside and the the box itself is a piece of art it's like the turtle van and it had all the figures slid into it it's such a cool piece and I love just how it all displays now the packaging looks different enough that you're never going to mistake it for an original TMNT figure so you're not going to get like scalped or anything like that but these things were exclusives i think one of 5000 i ended up with and they're proven to be quite hard to get i didn't actually think they're going to show up but now having them in hand oh it's like this turtle like this turtle thing is is gone is just blowing up here guys like it's <laughs> like it's next level like taking over i don't know i don't know what be i'm the doing the
3: turtle podcast next week like oh, man well that's star what... wars marvel and DC. pc
2: well, that's why we've been scooching in the beyond here right at the start. <laughs> we're really mad expanding our breath between like saga, turtles, this, that, and the other thing. It's it's like, holy, we're we going to open this up a little bit. <laughs> taking
3: you to greener pastures. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, we're just celebrating all fandom, right? And yeah, right. I, this, this turtle path that 2020 has found me on is unbelievable. I freaking love what's going on here and having these retro toys and then also having these replicas that kind of celebrate and almost – it almost puts a nice point in time for 2020 for me. Like this is something and like all your collectibles in 2020 you get, you're always going to remember, right? The year mm-hmm. of 2020, these collectibles that you got. And this is kind of, to me is like a nice stamp saying like this not only celebrates, you know, me, me entering the space of turtles, but also kind of commemorates a bit of the crapshoot that we're in right now of a, <laughs> yeah. a, of, of a world. So loving those figures. Like I said, go check them out on Instagram. They're, they're a ton of fun. And then I channeled a bit of my inner Troy here this past weekend, looking at Marvel Legends, I ended up with nice. two Spider-Man Homecoming figures. It was yes. a, a line I slept on for whatever reason. And I'm going back, and I'm only now nine figures short of having every single, single-packed MCU Marvel
3: Legend. Oh, you're getting close?
2: Getting closer, getting closer. Made a, a huge push this year because of the absence of MCU Marvel Legends. So I picked up the Vulture, which is a tough figure to get. Just perusing Amazon, guys. There it was for 33 bucks.
4: No nice. way! Retail yeah. price, breaks, basically. Retail
2: awesome. shipped yeah. like thirty three bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, three bucks more. And I was the last time I saw it was for fifty five bucks or so, Ooh. and I was just like, yep, into the cart, and I had to double check because I'm like, "Is this a three and three quarter inch? Are they gonna give? Are they gonna send me the, the the vulture from the comic wave?" Like, I just was so confused mm-hmm. as to why it was just randomly there. So there's a, there's a pointer, guys. Peruse Amazon because sometimes stuff just randomly shows up. That's how I got the Mysterio as well it just showed up so I got that and then I also because you had said Troy that the MJ and Spider-Man yellow yes. coat was on sale at Toys R Us and my wife had dipped into Toys R Us to pick up like diaper bags or something and I said just head head to the uh the aisle and look for this specifically and then she shows back up oh I got it I was like no nice. way <laughs> at that $35 price point like it beauty figures man they are it's great i've got the spider-man like displayed laying back with his hands behind his head like he was on the on the poster yeah so cool and that mj too man they they nailed Zendaya's the the face sculpt and all that yeah yeah the head swap she's kind of got yeah yeah, two different looks to her oh man i loving those figures just and the vulture too the sculpt on it is awesome the eyes kind of have like almost those like uh gemstone look to them.
4: Yeah, that glow almost. It's bigger yeah. like piercing, man. Like in the night when I'm just like, if I come down before I turn the lights off, <laughs> like, whoa. Jeez. There it
1: is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yeah, it's exciting. It was an exciting week in action figures. And I meant to get down and do some retro toy ending, but just didn't find the time this past weekend, which allows me to do it this coming weekend here. But man, figures, it's it's been a crazy year. This has probably been the, the, when we've said it multiple times, the most wild year in action figures, hot toys, everything, you know, between McFarlane, Hasbro, NECA, whatever, it has just been fast and furious. And guys, it's it's not gonna stop. We had the unfortunate news this past week that New York Toy Fair in this coming February, February 2021, has already been postponed. There is hope that it will show up later on, and so this is like a hundred year event that is now being postponed. But what this has kind of led to. And we've talked a lot about DC fandom and what it's going to do in the virtual space for toys and collectibles and conventions. It's kind of led down this path where Hasbro followed this news or this news was either slightly before or slightly after that they're doing Hasbro PulseCon. con. So oh, there okay. Hasbro themselves is moving online to a virtual setting to deliver us two days of reveals in all of our favorite lines: Transformers, GI Joe's, Star Wars, Marvel, Ghostbusters. All promised to take a prominent role at Hascon. So, guys, not to worry about the delay or postponement of New York Toy Fair. Uh, we've we've seen a lot of exclusives running around too. They're also going to be here. So, Troy, man, like, given that we've we've kind of lost the big conventions, you know, New York Comic Con's gone; it's not happening this year. New York Toy Fair already gone. We've lost every major convention, every major physical convention for the year. And with that, I was always paired up with all these toys and convention exclusive and all that. And we've seen Hasbro really embrace the virtual environment with the fandom first Fridays. And now going online on September 25th and 26th, 2020 to do a full-on DC fandom lookalike but in the toy world. How you feel about this migrating online And being promoted in this way that we're going to have this crazy virtual experience with unboxings, entertainment, just everything around all those things. You know, and I didn't even mention like Power Rangers, Mm -hmm. D&D for those that enjoy that. So like, it's all there, man. This is going to be crazy. Kind of the first of its kind for Hasbro, really. Yeah, this is, this is nuts. This is huge. This is smart on their part, man. I mean, you,
4: you, you called it. They've been nailing it on their Fridays. The Fridays, I mean, Hasbro right now is competing with the nightclubs. This is my, my nightclub <laughs> these days. And i Hasbro on Fridays because this is like, this is crazy. You know, um, they'll hit us with the Transformers or the G.I. Joes or the Rangers, the X-Men, you know, Star Wars. They've been killing it. So for them to now just make way and have their own live event, huh? That's going to be a game changer, man. They're changing the game, and um and I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they're going to do. I'm probably more excited about this than I have been uh, in past um, toy fairs, to be honest, because I just really feel like Hasbro. Granted, it's only going to be Hasbro figures, but they've just been doing such a great job with all their lines. Um, I think I was talking. I can't remember. Was it maybe I was talking to Grabs uh, on the DM? But we're just going back and forth, and I was telling him about like how great like the GI Joe stuff had. Yeah. the um. I think it's the G.I. Joe's that's talking about, but basically just all their lines we were talking about there and just how, like, excited I am with these things. And I'm not even a G.I. Joe or a Transformers collector, and I'm like, wow, I'm amazed every time. And I think it's it's cool, man, because they've kind of been teasing us with these Fridays, so they've already built that audience, and now for them to have this huge live, live event, I think everyone's going to be there on deck just, just checking this stuff out. So I can't wait to see. I honestly don't know what else they can hit us with because I feel like they... <laughs>
2: Oh,
1: yeah. like, I, don't know I feel
2: like it's all dried. like what else could they possibly announce yeah. like yeah. What, like what would be what line do you want to see something out of you know obviously star wars and that but is there like do you want to see something else from the Rangers side of things like do you want to see more x-men or even in the star wars or ghostbusters worlds
4: you know what man i've been seeing it for a minute whether it's the rangers whether it's the x-men or just the marvel heroes give me civilian gear man just give me some heroes <laughs> <and civilians laughs> <of clothes. laughs>
3: that's
4: all i want i want i want i want zach and kimberly in their civilian clothes or oh, i want that'd Over-mean be cool
3: Cyclops you want to recreate like uh what's it called Save by the bell scenes with them Saved by the bell scene. You know, <laughs> it'd be cool honestly if you could get like a fantastic four
4: number one when they're all just in their civilian gear mm-hmm. you know that, that that famous cover like i i I would love that. I would totally be on board to get that. And then, and then you can give us the Mole Man. I mean, Mole Man hasn't had any love in a while. So, you know, give us the Mole Man and then the four other uh, Fantastic Four members in civilian gear. Anything like that, though, I'd be on board with. Cause I, I feel like the X-Men, like, I don't know what else they can really do for now. They could probably hit us with um, House of X, Powers of X costumes. I mean, those new costumes I think, that's costumes I think cool. they announced
2: that the, 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 that's coming, the whole Hickman is. run of X-Men, that they're going to be like producing those at some point in time. We might get to see them here. At, at Hasbro PulseCon. It's kind of a mouthful of a, a convention, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, what, what, what would you want from this uh, this event? What would you well, I don't know, because that's the hard thing, man, is is what more could they deliver? But <laughs> if I'm being honest with you, I want to see what the next wave or the next couple waves of MCU Marvel Legends figures are. I'm happy Great. that I've been able to take a break this year from that because I'm able to go back and fill out things without breaking my wallet, especially with the turtle stuff and <laughs> that. But I, I want them to give us some insight into, and I don't know if they're going to go to the Eternals world, but okay, let's do some throwback figures. Let's get a, a new Loki from Avengers. Let's get, you know, a star-spangled man with a planned cap. These type yeah. of figures because there's a few figures in there. Even going back to Iron Man 2 and doing like some of those figures, the suitcase armor, stuff like that. And whiplash, kind of yeah. doing a yeah whiplash, doing a deeper dive into that 10-year celebratory line that they did where they went back and produced figures like Crossbones and Red Skull and Ronin mm-hmm. that they hadn't done before. I want another wave of that cool. because they've been pretty cool on the MCU stuff this year. There's really nothing other than the five Black Widow figures, which yeah. is unbelievable compared to last year. Yeah, they have to let these things release with the film, so we're probably not going to get the Eternal stuff but bring on the mcu stuff i'm ready to, i'm ready to have it i've had my breath of fresh air here and doing different stuff but my shelves are, are full i'm going to put another one up but that's that's what i wanted of this is what's next in the marvel legends mcu stuff so what about you carlos man like like i have to tell you and just acknowledging what you said there to you, troy i'm not a joe guy by any means yeah but when i see those figures on the shelves at the comic book shop i double take all every yeah. single time like whoa, what Definitely. are these Definitely, And like, I, it's, it's a little bit before my time. So I don't really have any nostalgic attachment to any of it, Mm -hmm. but seeing like, you know, Carlos and Indian grabs to just drool over these things. I love that. He's, you know, he said, here's my line. And then he jumped right over it (laughs) 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 with the Cobra figures in that. So Carlos, man, what, what do you think about this, this virtual thing? You embraced DC fandom in a big way and it was a huge success, but now we're going into the toy world, going to the toy space. What is it that you think about this and, and what do you want to see come away with it as far as, you know, the action figure stuff?
0: Yeah, man, it's amazing. Like I think this is this is the way of the future. There's no going back, and why would you go back, right? Like why spend the money to cater to an infinitely smaller group of mm-hmm. people and that you can't control the narrative after the fact, right? Like why should you rely on Joe toy collectors YouTube page for showing pictures (laughs) of your figures on like shaky cam when you could showcase things to the world, the way you want them to be seen. Right. Um, Let all the collectors internationally enjoy the panels, let them participate in the purchase of these exclusives for these events. Like, you know, if they do like, I'm a huge fan of time release for Mm -hmm. like posters or toys are kind of starting to do it a little bit more now. So yeah, like this is an awesome opportunity for Hasbro to say like look at these awesome products we have. And for 48 hours during Hascon, uh you can order X, Y, and Z, you can order the Retro DinoBots, and you can order the Snow Cat and you can order Luke Skywalker in a back-to-tank, but after this 48 Ooh. hours, it's all done, kind of thing, right? So, Whoa. dude, I wish Calm I wish down. that was a real Calm figure. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that's awesome.
1: That but, is awesome. Uh,
0: I know, man. It, my goal was to like just send a little shiver up Kyle's spine but, <laughs> <laughs> when he listens to that. But uh yeah, no, I I think that that's the way to go. Like, I what I want to see is like. For us, it's usually pretty good because we typically get included with the U.S. But I hope that whatever they offer is available to the international fans, so that the peeps in the U.K. and Australia and whatnot can get some of this stuff.
2: That that um, is the problem with this is they've been very explicit in saying it's U.S. and Canada get front oh. row seats. <laughs> so I know Stu he had he had made a comment on the the announcement saying, "Well, oh, that's great for us in Europe." <laughs> oh,
0: sorry, folks. I, I was truly oblivious to this. I was oh, just no. just gushing with the love here, but. uh yeah, no, they're doing some cool stuff. Like, same thing. Like, I, uh, I, I'm i just lucky that they sold those characters that I would have bought because I came across a few of those new six-inch G.I. Joes, and I was like, holy smokes, these are way nicer than I thought they would be
1: mm-hmm. in
0: in real life. So yeah. that kind of got those wheels turning, and these Transformers, like, holy smokes. It's like they're conspiring with Lucifer himself to, like... Get me into that Transformer <laughs> life again. because
1: well, Maybe this man. is Troy
0: just with a little payback, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I see him on the shelf and like, I, those, like those Netflix ones. And then they started to do the studio series, which I don't really mess with the Bay Transformers, but the Bumblebee ones mm-hmm. from that opening scene where they got that so G1 look. like. To this day, I, I had Optimus Prime in my shopping cart for a minute and I was like, ah, this is a bit more money than I want to spend. But then, like, I put him back, and I haven't seen him since. So now I'm, like, obsessed with trying yeah. to get him, right?
2: <laughs> oh, no. It's
0: a thrill. They're, yeah, they're doing just so many cool things. Like, I know my wife has the wheels turning because she's, like, she's one of those people that's, like, hot and heavy for a Top Gun Maverick coming out. But they did one of the crossover Transformers, and they did, like, the F-16, oh. and he transforms oh, into cool. Maverick and, or what? Maverick Transformer. Yeah. And his head has like the same paint motif as Tom Cruise's helmet. And he actually comes <laughs> with like a volleyball, this big transformer no,
1: and stuff. No so. seriously?
0: But yeah, so uh, there's one for subtle. you, Sonny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not too subtle hint was dropped to pick that one up, and like well, they're doing cool hear stuff Carlos in
3: that piece. Carlos singing like uh, "Take My Breath Away," we'll know that you know his wife is on that. Uh, Top Gun, <laughs> <Right now. laughs>
1: So
2: yeah, this will be a cool event, man. I'm uh, I'm curious to see what they bring. Yeah, it's it's one of those things too that it, it's going to be precedent setting. Like if they can nail this in a similar fashion, or even half as good as DC fandom, it's it's just gonna they're gonna run with it. I agree with you fully. Like we're not going back, guys. It's I don't even want to say unfortunately because the exposure that DC got because it was an all-inclusive event. And this isn't the same way, but then again, you're going to see the stuff repeated on YouTube and all that. So they're going to get the viewership. And like you said, they're going to control the narrative of the toy industry for two days, right? Where New York toy fair is split between NECA and McFarlane and Hasbro, and then all these other stuff. Right. And so the wrestling Mattel, all that. And so this is like two solid days of just their stuff. And very much to your point, too, about this time release stuff that they've been embracing. NECA has been doing this. And it creates a cool market where your collectors, your true collectors, get their hands on it. And it really reduces the scalpers. Yeah. Because it, it, it doesn't allow the market to embrace the scalpers the same way it has been, right? Where it's like, boom, everything's gone. Okay, it's on eBay for three times the price. Yeah. Like, because everyone has a chance to get their hands on it. And it also gives them kind of the comfort of, this is how many Logans we sold. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they don't have like 150,000 of these things sitting in a warehouse for the rest of time.
3: <laughs> yeah. Deep discount no, man. two years later at like yeah. 60% off. Yeah. And
0: like logistically, I don't like, last time I went to San Diego, so you had to pre-order
1: mm-hmm. your Hasbro
0: product, So you had to kind of get into that rat race. But then you had to line up and you could only pick it up at the convention Mm -hmm. and there was like a dude that i saw at the beginning of the day and he was like way at the back and kind of moaning and um but he was in this hasbro line i see him like five hours later and he's finally got his stuff and it's on like this fridge truck and he's dollying out (laughs) his car and i'm like what kind of experience is that for like this dude or even for hasbro having to cart all this crap there and package it up and like Blah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we we have evolved. Yes, we have. Oh, Embrace yeah. the space, yeah. right?
2: Embrace <laughs> this new world that we're living in. You know. So, Sonny, man, does anything here interest you? Like, this isn't Steelbook Con, unfortunately, which you know, no, fares no, cross to get that next year. Yeah, maybe. yeah. <laughs> but like, can, can is there space on those shelves behind you? Those those many many shelves <laughs> oh. to to house some of these action figures. <laughs>
3: That's the million-dollar question because it'll cost me a million bucks if I jump in. I'm like the type of guy that like if I like get into something, I'll get in like hot and heavy right away because I feel like I have to like gain ground and like catch up on stuff that I've been like, you know, I've been missing out on. And with figures, you know, I'm it's one thing that I just I just can't do because one, I don't have any shelf space for them, um, and two, like, to be honest with you. I'm not really, like, a big, like, figure guy with, like, keeping them in the box. Like, I just... Most of my figures are the ones I had when I was a kid and I would play with them. And so, like, they're not in perfect condition. They have marks on them. They're, like, missing accessories. Like, you know, some of their, like, paint is chipped and stuff like that. But, like, those are the figures that I have. And it's, like, those are the ones that I want to keep. And, you know, I can, like, remember, like, the stories about, like, oh, I remember when, like, this spawn figure... I picked him up after the movie came out and I thought it was so cool and then it broke in like two weeks <laughs> it's like his arm is like taped together you know what I mean it's just like stories like that, that where it's early like,
2: McFarland toy stuff
3: <laughs> oh yeah those early ones were just not You know, as a kid, you get them, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to play with them, and then they just broke so easily. you have to remember,
2: too, like, throwing them against a brick wall, expecting them to survive. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Carlos was talking last week about Joker getting the shit beat out of him every week by Batman and and Robin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I think my Riddler, my Riddler took a beating. Like, he is, like, the most, like... And this was, like, one of those old figures from, like, those, like, old, old lines, like the the riddler with like the question mark and the green leotard not the jim carrey like even before that so like this this figure was like my brother's figure then my figure then my little brother's figure and it just got passed down it's still in like good condition so like they just made figures excellent back then (laughs) they knew kids would like beat them up hard especially riddler right like they had like we have to make this one last because every kid's gonna beat the shit out of riddler
0: (laughs) well if you need the whole man he can come join the Joker.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're they like in a retirement home, just like telling their horror stories, like over a cup of coffee. And it's like, yeah. and then Carlos had his Batman drop an elbow from the top of his bed onto me. <laughs> you think that's bad? sanji duct taped my head shut for five weeks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so, so I guess that's a, that's a yeah, big no, no like, for this. But,
3: but I do like to like keep tabs on it, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just something It's like, You know, like, when, like, one of your favorite players, like, gets traded away in sports and you're, like, you don't, like, really follow them as much, but you still, like, keep tabs on them? That's that's kind of, like, what I am. I'm just, like, okay, like, let's see what's coming out. If something were to, like, really, like, jump out at me, like, like, if McFarlane was, like, hey, our next line is all movie stuff from, like, DC past and, like, we're releasing, like, a Zod from Superman 2 and, like, a Heath Ledger Joker and, like, all, all this, like, crazy shit, I would, I would probably pick some of those up but it would have to be something really special and something that like really is like really would grab me by the scruff and like pull me into collecting figures and it and it would probably only be that line um because I still have like in box a lot of like the Justice League figures and some of the Suicide Suicide Squad figures and I had like most of the BVS figures and some of the Man of Steel figures and then then after like Justice League came out I realized like well one Aquaman figures didn't come out in Canada and uh two I was like these things are just like in a box in my storage room so like uh you know why am I spending money on these when I could just be saving that for steel books and other goodies so that so that's my that's my uh rant. I got you
2: addicted to <laughs> one collection before yeah. i can do it again so we'll see we'll see we'll find you something someday here sonny to to well, jump into know, some hasbros or something if, like if that if i
3: win the lottery man i'm jumping in head first <laughs> <That's, laughs> you know? on the
2: caveat if i become a millionaire overnight i will start buying
1: things.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you guys too man like it's just like a standing agreement i think we should have like a standing agreement if one of us ever wins a lottery at plus like over three million dollars you have to buy someone like i don't know like I don't even know how much, but, like, you have to, like, hook the other three people up in the Nerd Room podcast. Like, we should make it packed right now. Dude, if I, if of, I win a, us-
2: I want to have to play the lottery, but if I win even a, a couple <laughs> Gs, man, I'm happy to, to to shed some love in the figure space.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying, like, a million, but, you know, like, if you get a free ticket, Tim, then I want, like, a steel book or something. It's like, oh, I won two bucks on the lottery. Now I got to buy Sanjay steel. steelbook.
1: <laughs> It's okay. No, it's got to
3: okay. be, be something substantial. Like- it's two bucks less
2: than I would have paid for it anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this this looks that. like a, a really exciting convention. I'm super pumped. That's September 25th, 26th. And there's a ton of exclusives that are coming out as well. There is the... Uh, for those that collect those six-inch Plasma Series Ghostbusters, and I Troy, you've been seeing them all over the place mm-hmm. here, there's a lot of complaints that you only got one terror dog and, or whatever the dog's name is it. And there's a two-pack coming out with, with Tully uh, and another terror dog to go with it. So you get to fill out that line there's some power rangers some gi joe stuff that's coming out as exclusives there's a uh, some star wars black series wampa coming out the re-release of that which is nice there's an endor set figure set coming out that's got uh, luke leia and han and those endor fatigues with an ewok so lots of great stuff there so hit up has repulse to check out these exclusives and if there's anyone overseas that really needs some of this stuff hit us up we can uh we can oblige and we can make this happen for you guys because I know you won't have access to these exclusives. But if there's something you need in that collection, you can rely on us here and we'll, we'll try to help out. We would like to spread that love across the community here, especially the collecting community. Everyone's been so kind in the past and present. I know Dave, man, he's out there on the hunt for some of those mandos for us too. So big shout out to him. And then we're on the hunt up here for, for him for some exclusive pops as well. So collecting, man, it's a big give and take. It's a big community and we're, we're here to help, guys. So let us know. This can be exciting, exciting convention now sticking with the thread guys we had some serious fandom coverage it's it's been a crazy few weeks in dc we've got that batman trailer that's been on repeat in the goddamn batman's house there you know he been... has a
3: steelbook on pre-order i think he's just watching it
2: in the background to be honest with you
3: he he but... just got a steelbook of the trailer and in the steelbook there's like a little <laughs> disc that displays the trailer yeah he's already
0: got i make it myself just like pattinson with that suit yeah right <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So, and, and we finally got, you know, last year we were super supportive of going in and we praised this thing coming out, what they were able to accomplish. And we've got some feedback, some global feedback from that. Carlos dropped a, an article into the DM and it just chronicled a bit of the success through the numbers of DC fandom. And so what it's saying here, just coming directly from this article, we can link it in the, in the show notes here, but regarding 220 or not 220, 22 million global views from 220 countries. So that's how far it penetrated. That's almost every country on the planet. Someone there saw content from DC fandom within that 24 hours that their players were available there. So this is like user streams, uh, user generated content creation and fans and, and everything that was announced so that is incredible. And then additionally, on top of all that, there's 150 million trailer content views for things like the Batman the Suicide Squad and all that that was released subsequently after the convention here, all those trailers that dropped. So they all came out on YouTube and different platforms through Warner Media, And this stuff trended in over 80 markets on YouTube and Twitter. The global fan reaction, this is the thing that blew me away. I'm not sure how, exactly how they aggregate all this data but they're saying 99% positive social sentiment. So the wow. chatter online wasn't divisive, it wasn't black and white, it was all positive, which I think is really reflected in the discussions that we've had here over the last couple of weeks, guy, how positive and how awesome all this was. And so it, it's just crazy to look back on on this, you know, with the hindsight of of what we got and also looking back to our discussions before and seeing And really promoting the idea of this, and just seeing how successful it was, and it's nice to put numbers to this. So it it nicely kind of caps off our coverage of DC fandom. And again, I'll say it, and I don't know if you guys are surprised this or not. Like I'm surprised they have not said DC fandom two is coming. You know, whenever next year, like Mm -hmm. just just say it. I said it last week, and uh, this thing was an unbelievable success you know, everything from what they have delivered deliver, just any, even to the integrated platform, right? This wasn't a Zoom call. Yeah. This had some character to it, right? And they brought the heat and it's there, guys. Like, Carlos, any comments on the success of this just purely by the numbers?
0: Yeah, man. Like, it's, uh, I, I've gushed about it, kind of, you know, there was that um, optimism going into it and then, pure love from our coverage minutes after the thing ended and the subsequent podcasts and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, you know, like this is mission accomplished for DC with this. Like you you just compare this to the years gone by where there was no leaks. There was no articles and about rumors swirling. There's no, like everything. They controlled the narrative with everything that came out. And, um, Yeah, like a few of those trailers kind of there was somebody that leaked them online, but it was just hours before Mm -hmm. they actually had the big reveals anyways. It's not like these things were showing up weeks before fandoms hit. So, yeah, huge success on that front. And then uh, probably the biggest thing with the numbers that you were trotting out was Jason Keillard, like one of the heads of uh, Warner and AT&T. He said, like, they're going to have a focus on an growing their international audience going forward because um, they have a massive international audience that's been kind of underserved or played second fiddle to the domestic audience. And those numbers bear that out, like Mm -hmm. that all these people all over the world got to celebrate this brand kind of in unison and kind of at the same time. Like, that's a wonderful thing. And I think it's awesome that they made that kind of gold star content, like the trailer is available right away after the mm-hmm. fact there yeah. wasn't uh well, if you don't tune into fandom, you don't get to see the Batman trailer. And then you're relying on some guy with um, a screen recorder, putting it up kind of thing. So yeah, man, like I, yeah, am pretty proud of the home team kind of thing for pulling this thing out. And like, they really have a swagger now mm-hmm. to that company that like, years gone by, you would have never seen this. You would have never seen the event first and foremost, but you would have never seen the focus on international audience. You would have never seen them be able to release all that content the way they wanted it to be released. Just everything, just you know, everything.
2: And if you look to at just the numbers at 22 million global views, so let's make an assumption, even like, I don't really exactly know what that means, but it's a lot of people with eyes on fandom itself. You go to a convention. Mm-hmm. What do you fit between thirty and fifty thousand in a convention center, yeah, sure and then why. in a panel, you're what? You're lucky to get a thousand, maybe, in some of those like major, major convention panels, six, And so mm-hmm. you've you're multiple orders of magnitude larger in scale on just the people with eyes on that panel. Yeah, sixty five
0: hundred for Hall H. Hall H, sixty five hundred. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
2: So compared to even if you cut this number in half compared to 11 million people on the panel right like or even a quarter like it doesn't matter what you do you're yeah. you're orders of magnitude larger and to having eyes on that james gunn panel eyes on the jim lee and company panel right this is stuff that normal people wouldn't get to see normal and when i want to say normal i mean like guys like you and i that aren't going down to these conventions every year that don't have the ability to, to travel or we can't travel now but you know what I mean, and so it just opens up a, a, just an entirely new window for experiencing this in twenty two hundred twenty countries and territories. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah. And know, at like, a
0: fraction of the cost
2: yeah, to like, AT
0: and T and Warner Brothers,
2: it's it's mm-hmm. awesome. Troy, man, this it, this man. whole idea of the positive sentiment surrounding DC fandom. I know you're on board with it, but mm-hmm. does it surprise you that it's at like that ninety nine percent market that there is effectively zero negative sentiment towards this event? <laughs>
4: no not at all man not at all because i gotta say like when we went on get vocal um i'm the most negative guy there is out there and um, <laughs> what i w- no, i'm just joking, no. I'm just joking. But i was I was, the, I was the first guy you know um no i was the guy that's out and i was like dude like between our dms and social media i didn't see anybody talking anything bad i was like this was a super positive event so to hear these numbers i'm like Sure, like, I didn't see, like, I've seen Star Wars, I've seen Marvel, I've seen Universal, all these things DC's had their time too but after that event, everybody was just in kumbaya, man everybody was, like, down, like you like Ben Affleck? You got Ben Affleck. You like Keen? You got Keen. You want the new <laughs> Rock scene Like, you got it. Like, everybody loves The Rock? You got The Rock. Everybody loves Gal? You got Gal. Like, you like the old school Wonder Woman? She showed up too. Like, you like right. video games? It's there. Like, they <laughs> nailed everything. were <laughs> they, 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 they didn't do anything wrong. And then, like, sure, like, there's some trailers that I was like, whatever. Or not even trailers, like panels. But it wasn't enough for me to be like, down with DC. They're the worst ever. It was just like, no, just keep it moving. Like, they nailed it, man. They absolutely nailed it. And it, it was cool because like it's called fandom and it was like the things that the fans actually want. Mm-hmm. Like they they have the they have property. They they own the property of all these cool things that we love in this fantasy world of DC and they're giving it to you no matter what medium you want it in, whether it's games, movies, TV shows and you know, there's other properties out there too that, you know, fans are screaming over them and they just won't give it to us. But DC was like, here, like, we're going to give it to you guys. And, and they did, man. Like, I feel like they killed it. So when I hear these numbers, I'm like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because yeah. I just, I really didn't see much crap going on with them. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to mm, be haters. Always. But if you know, if, if there's no haters, you're not doing it right. DC's doing it right, man. They're doing yeah. it right. Well, yeah. and
2: like, even to your point about some of the panels that, weren't for you. They're for someone and like with yeah. numbers of of this scale and magnitude, there's very potential there's very possibility that 500,000 plus people watch a Neil and Sandman panel. Right?
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Hey, one of the, one of them's on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, me too. I watched the whole thing. Like yeah. like you you're pumping the audiobook to me and so like I had that kind of triggered in my head and it was in between two big panels as it should be placed like for that carry on of, of viewership. I watched it. So even you, you pair this down to even just the minimalist end of things. Like you're the hundreds of thousands of people watching something about the Sandman, which is unbelievable. Like you, where else, where else would you do that? Yeah. That you would attract that many people to watch that panel? Like nowhere, but because of the way the forum was. And like Sunny, my man, like a hundred million, hundred fifty million views on these trailers. Yeah. you know, across all the different, you know, whether it's on YouTube or through someone that's kind of content screen grabbed or whatever. That's
3: just Carlos's views.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this is an unbelievable amount of views across, you know, Wonder Woman, the Batman, Suicide Squad. Like, they had a lot of content out there. But this, again, just shows the magnitude of the event.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, for the first time, DC's getting, like, some spillover effect. You know, like, in DC's history, they'll have, like, a huge hit. And then, like, the next film will come out, and there'll be no carry Ford you know what i mean like like wonder woman comes out it's a huge hit and then she's in justice league as well but like justice league does terrible at the box office or not as good you know as people would have said before it came out there's no carryover effect but like you look at a film like in marvel with like the first avengers a like huge massive film then iron man 3 comes out and it's like <laughs> the highest grossing iron man film you know they got that spillover effect they've achieved like i don't even know like synchronicity or like synergy between all their films whereas like dc was just like people would like look and see okay what's playing is batman i'm gonna go see a joker i'm gonna see it shazam i'm not gonna go see it although i should have gone and seen it because it's a damn good film uh, <laughs> you know and um so but i i feel like you know for the first time i feel like there'll be spillover effect like i feel like you know the batman is going to be like a massive hit and then like whatever film comes out after that a lot of people will be like yo dc is like doing really good right now i just like batman so i'm gonna go check out you know suicide squad and you know i just like black adam so i'm gonna go check out shazam 2 and then i'm gonna go you know watch on demand the first shazam and then i'm gonna be like wow that first shazam was the bomb yo This is becoming a
2: common thread here
3: (laughs) yeah i'm trying to keep it but no man i I feel (laughs) it i'm not directing this at anyone in particular on the podcast you know read into it what you like this is just like broad comments so i don't know what you guys are connecting strings that are not there um but i think this is huge because like part of the reason why people love that connected universe is you have that spillover effect and dc was trying to get it and i feel like they finally achieved it with this by going like away from the connected universe which is like a really weird thing but like i feel like it really is working for them they're doing kind of their own thing and people are respecting that it's not just an mcu copycat if you will it's it's like this is DC. It's like it's all DC, it all matters from Batman 66 to, you know, Batman Batman's Batman looking super dark, right? Like it's super cool that it's like, you know, it's just like this like family unit now. I don't know, I'm just fell in love with DC.
2: You very much hit the nail on the head there that I think Marvel in the past, especially the MCU has been okay with segregating the universes and saying this is our universe, TV's its own thing. This is the own thing, where DC has just fully embraced that concept now, right? And I think we too we have to give props. Like DC Phantom was a huge success, but we got to go back to not just a few months ago, six eight months ago, and you got a billion dollar movie in the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we can't forget about that is is in the momentum here. That's what you're talking about with all this is momentum,
1: mm-hmm. you're just
2: building, building, building here up until this event and now it's exploded into this massive wave of momentum that they're gonna ride here well into 21 and definitely well into Wonder Woman 84 here coming up in just a couple of months. This uh, oh, this is this weeks. is a big piece of it. Five well, ne-
3: weeks, I think actually.
2: Five weeks. Well, this, this is huge though, right? So you're coming off the back end of this momentum that you're talking about and now we're gonna jump into our spoiler free reviews here because it's the return of cinema and the next big films that are on deck are one woman 84 and Black Widow? And you guys went through a little testing ground this past weekend, right? You guys, you guys experienced new films in theaters for the first time since when? I don't even know when. End of 2020, March, March. I don't even know what I I don't yeah, even think Birds I've seen a movie. Prey. Oh, yeah, Birds Birds of prey, no, I didn't see Bird of Prey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've <laughs> seen a movie
2: in <laughs> 2020.
3: <laughs> we have a mute button for Troy over there, like he keeps hey, just. Hey. I love DC
4: fandom, right? Me <laughs> really though. Like,
3: are you just saying that just to like quell, quell me. And then like when Wonder Woman 84 comes out, he'll be like, uh, oh, unfortunately I had to see Wonder Woman 84. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, Maddie, I trust, I trust in her, man. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, for
1: sure. For sure. Well, <laughs> you, you, gotta, just...
2: you, you gotta sell me on this movie theater experience. Cause if we're going to get a Wonder Woman 84 review out, <laughs> you, you gotta sell me on this experience, whether or not I gonna like, end up in, uh, in a movie theater. My daughter's back at school, so I guess we'll see how I feel about that here in the coming weeks. We'll just
3: weeks. FaceTime you. We'll bring like our iPad. The people still have iPads. We'll bring like our cell phone, and then we'll like buy you a seat, and we'll prop up the cell phone, so then you can like be there with us.
2: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they like that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is true social <laughs> distancing, guys. For. Yeah, I mean, your ticket's paid for. It's all good. You can sit in the car and watch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: but let, let's let's talk about this. So we're gonna do a couple of spoiler-free reviews here. I also want you guys to bring in your experiences, right? Because there's a lot of people that are slowly moving their way back into movie theaters, and so I we've been talking about this too a lot about the theater-going experience and how some of us, myself being one of them, feel that there this is gonna phase out somewhat. But you guys are, are very staunch supporters of it, as am I too, of the experience itself. But bring some of that context here. And we're going to start with the new mutants. Now, Sanjay is the only one that's seen new mutants here. So he holds the key to this review. And You'll make sure it's spoiler-free. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So this, this is yeah, all it Sanjay, this is. Sunjay, Sanjay,
0: spoiler-free.
2: Yeah, spoiler-free
0: <laughs> books. But you have a tendency to also be the man of spoilers.
1: Well, you know,
3: it, it turns out that uh, Darth Vader's in this. And yeah. uh, he is the main character's father.
2: No, <laughs> you're that guy. <laughs> you remember when the Force Awakens came out? There was that that guy that rode that Solo, Han Solo dies, was on the back of his truck. <laughs> yeah,
3: but uh, that's just my license plate. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> so th- this movie, like we said a couple of weeks ago, when we that we were talking about it, finally has a release date after you know five or six or whatever. How many times it's been changed. It has this storied history with kind of this tumultuous relationship with the theater and not finding a, a spot originally meant to release. I think the original release, it was April of 2018. And it finally found itself in theaters this past week, debuting as the first superhero movie out of the gates post-COVID, or in the COVID world, I should say. And it was an experience that, that you had there, Sanjay. The, the reviews coming out of it weren't super favorable, um, but we always hold the torch of, of make your own opinion, make your own opinion on these type of things, and don't listen to a, a critic. Go there, and if you can safely you know, form your own opinions on all this. So, Sonny, man, give us your yeah. thoughts on the okay. experience and New Mutants. Again, just to reiterate and echo what Carlos said there, spoiler free.
3: Yeah, all right, I'll have to keep that in check. I have a tendency to let the cat out of the bag. I, I tend to talk a lot. If you haven't noticed already from this podcast, um, no, I was able to go in. I had caught the noon showing. Um, I'm off this week on vacation, so it was nice to go while people were like at work, so it was a little bit less busy. Um, and you know, I felt totally safe. Just came in there, got my popcorn, had my mask on. You know, didn't didn't even check my ticket. Everyone, there was like no one within ten feet of me, so you know, I felt super safe. Um, the theater was maybe six people in the theater, so. You know, very small crowd and I gotta say you know what I enjoyed it I'm a big fan of the uh, Fox X-Men films I think this is the 13th or 14th of it of them now and um yeah like to me the Fox universe uh, you know it has its ups and downs but this was certainly not the worst one um I definitely Screaming enjoyed this endorsement. One. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you if you hear some of the reviews, like people are trying to paint this as like the worst superhero film since Fantastic, and uh, I've heard a lot not. of uh,
2: it's not as bad as Dark Phoenix. <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, to be honest, I actually didn't mind Dark Phoenix. So you know, to yeah, me, that's not like a yeah. I thought it was decent. This is very much in the same vein of Dark Phoenix. You know, it's not, it's not Logan. It's not X Two. It, but it's. Miles better, in my opinion, than X Men Origins Wolverine, or um, what's the other one? X Three. Um, you know, the Last Stand movie. There, um, to me, the good. I thought the characters and the actors, you know, did an excellent job. Um, the story, I really liked the story, and um, and the horror elements. I thought the horror elements were solid. There's a couple scenes there that were very solid, um, and um, you know, one thing I will say. I'll give him props and cause it's not being discussed and I think it should be discussed. Uh, this is the first comic book film or superhero film of my knowledge that the lead character or the lead actor is an Aboriginal woman. And I just want to say that's great. Um, it's good to see. And I don't think it's being discussed enough. Um, but that, you know, if, you know, if diversity and inclusion is important, it's important to me. And, you know, I think they did an excellent job with this. Um, going into some of the bad elements i thought the cgi particularly in the last scene was not that great um i thought you know they had many years to get get this done and get this right and it's almost as if like they had done and they had it done and then they're like oh we'll fix that and post and then they just like post just rolled around and they couldn't decide like who would fix it like fox and disney were like oh you fix it no you fix it and then just no one fixed it because <laughs> it is like, you know, I'm not like a big, like CGI guy. I'm not one of those guys. I'll be like, Oh, the CG, CGI is awful. You know, this whole film's garbage. But for me, like it was definitely noticeable for me and I'm not like out there looking for it and I give films a lot of slack. And for me, I thought it was like particularly not that great. Um, I, I thought that um, the horror elements, well, when they were used, they were good. I feel like they weren't used enough. Um, You know, this film isn't a straight up horror film. It's not like a horror classic, but it's definitely horror elements in it. But it's more mystery to me with a little bit of horror thrown in and a little bit of superhero thrown in. So if you're going in expecting a straight up horror, you'll, you'll get moments of that. But it'll be a little bit frustrating because like you just want it to be all like that. Like, they could have done something really cool, like Shutter Island or something like that, um, where it's, like, you know, these these people in this place and they don't really know where they are. Um, that's all I'll say. I don't want to, like, spoil it or anything. <laughs> um, and uh, one thing, you know, I did praise that, um, well, this is the first comic book film with an aboriginal lead. Um, there's one character in this, and, you know, the dialogue that this one character spews at the at the main character um the lead was just like unnecessary i thought like it was just like really mean spirited and like it like in my opinion like i I thought crossed the line like and, and she just kept going like it wasn't just one time it was like two or three times that she brought you know she brought like race into it and like i was like you know this character's gonna like try turn at the end but like you know, turn to be like a good person at the end um, that's like saying these lines but like it's hard to like root for them be- when they're like this far gone in my opinion I thought they should have cut that dialogue out and not included it but um, yeah like so overall it's not not the greatest X-Men film it's not the worst X-Men film but I think you know it's a solid it's a solid film you know you go in you know Shut, shut your phone off it was nice to think about just this movie that i haven't seen before for the hour i think 40 50 minute runtime sure, so yeah, I, yeah it, it's definitely it's definitely a shorter film um but i had a ton of fun with it um i enjoyed it i, d- I definitely appreciate the horror aspects because there's not a lot of them in comic book films well, now that I say that, I'm thinking about, like, well, Hellboy and Blade, but uh, not, not quite as that level, but uh, I, I really dug it, and I'm sad to say goodbye to the X-Men universe, because I believe this is the last one, and I don't think it'll be getting a sequel, so this was the send-off, and, um, you know, as I said, it's, it's kind of on par with Dark, Dark Phoenix. When I was, like, ranking it with all the other X-Men films, I was like, where does it rank? I have it slightly below Dark Phoenix in third last place, but... Uh, that that's by no means like a don't see it because I really dig the Fox X Men film. So there's my uh, there's my long winded. Hopefully I didn't spoil anything. You know no. if you were well, you were good if, man. Oh, oh good, I was good. Okay, that sounds good.
2: <laughs> yeah I do. It's it's a funny thing that that you bring up about the diversity of it all because I believe the co creator had did have some particular issues with some of the casting. Um, oh I didn't see that. Yeah about how some of the characters were changed their their. Origins and all that were were tweaked a little uh, bit for this film, so um, not will something that we'll, we'll, we'll jump into here. But it's it's definitely out there. There is some some thought and sentiment uh with regards to that for this okay. movie in particular. Yeah.
3: Okay, because like these characters, I like know nothing about the new. And neither Mutants, do I. I've it, never was read the it was only because new mutant comic or nah. anything. So like, if they changed a character, I would have no idea. You know, it's not like a like I was well known, but it's not someone that I like follow in the comics. Like, I don't think I've ever even read even like an X-Men comic just watches the movie. So if they made a change, I had no idea. Um, mm-hmm. that they, did
2: the- they do take liberties with films like this where people don't know anything about them to, to tweak things like that. And maybe not always in the most favorable direction. But again, I don't have really much commentary on that. Cause I'm again, like you, I don't, have any real familiarity with the characters and I haven't seen the movie. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's another issue with that one. So, but that's cool. It's, it's nice to hear that, you know, getting back in the theaters and you, you felt good about it and seeing something new, like you said, and shut your brain off and doing one singular thing, something that you probably haven't done for six, eight months. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's, it's nice to experience that. So, and it's uh, just look at the numbers here for new mutants too, guys. It was, it hauled in about $7 million in the U S this past weekend, um, which is, uh, yeah a low debut um i don't know what is moderate what is low and what is high in the world that we're living in but i'd have to say that this thing wasn't probably going to make a 100 million dollar opening or anything close to
3: that so <laughs> it's better that they get something than nothing right like i was just gonna say
0: it's seven million dollars more than it was gonna make sitting on the shelf at disney yeah, so. yeah
3: exactly right <laughs> unless they like waited like 20 years and released this like mythical film that everyone would be dying to see but uh yeah i don't know it's uh Definitely like if you can safely go out and you feel comfortable I definitely say uh, check it out or if you want to wait till it goes in on demand in how how many weeks probably 2
1: 3 weeks yeah not long you know
3: <laughs> it is not one of those films where you know it's not like like inception or like dark knight where like you, you know the big screen is just like there's so, it looks so like grandiose it's it's a film where you know it seems very small scale that's another thing on the bad I forgot to mention it seems very small scale they had this whole place and you only see like these five characters, the entire film. I think they only cast six or seven actors the entire (laughs) film. So I don't know, man, like if they just like forgot to cast extras or what, if that just like slipped someone's mind. But that was the one thing that stood out to me. I was like, where's the other people? Like, are these the only people in this huge like location? But apparently so they built this whole thing for five people. So
2: That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sanjay, you've nicely led us into the next review we're going to have. Spoiler free review of Tenant. Now, this is a film that Nolan was adamant about having on the big screen. And you so eloquently mentioned that two Nolan films and, and A Man That Deserves to Be on the Big Screen with Inception and The Dark Knight. And Tenant, I believe, is no exception to that. So, Tenant debuted internationally and in Canada. So this is the first time, guys, we're going to have a real shot at giving a bit of a review before the U.S. So it's, it's kind of a cool scenario yeah. we're in right now. And uh, we'll get into the box office numbers and that, but generally this has been fairly well received. It's another Nolan masterpiece. But I'm going to leave it to you, both you and Troy, Carlos. I'm going to leave it to you guys to to talk through this and, and give us your thoughts on, on Tenet. So we'll, we'll chuck it over to you, Troy, first here. And uh, – let us know what you thought of Tenet, man. You know, the big buildup to going back to the theaters. You guys did go together, I believe. Had a little bit of that uh, that experience hand-in-hand hand almost. So, so what are your thoughts here on the experience and, and Tenet itself?
0: Well, we had to, man. It was like the the goddamn Batman and the second coming of Denzel Washington. Yeah. So that's who the podcast had to send. The yeah. goddamn Batman and the second coming of Denzel Washington.
1: Yeah. Which is, exactly. Uh,
2: why do we had to roll that way.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Love it. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are guinea pigs for the theater experience at both YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
0: You know what, Joy? I'm going to let you take it away with the movie, but I'll yeah. get into the theater experience thing because, mm-hmm. like, we rolled up. They won't even let you in the building without your mask on. They kind of head you off at the door there. Uh, dude is there. They got a hand sanitizer station if you need to get cleaned up or whatever. Uh, once they verified that you're sanitized up and you're masked up scanned my phone, and then it was like clear instructions. It's like, if you bought snacks, you go into this line, or you go down this aisle. If you didn't buy snacks, you go down this aisle. So Troy needed to get some food on, so we go down the one side. It's got social distance spaces. The entire concession is all plexiglassed off. You see them sanitize the countertop between every uh, patron. She... Ends up sanitizing the station, calls Troy up, orders his stuff, cleans a debit machine for him. There's hand sanitizer in front of the concession stand as he grabs all his stuff, takes it in. We go sit down in our seats, which they show a video where they, like, Ghostbusters proton pack these things (laughs) down before everybody got in there. And, like, we sat down. Nobody actually crossed our plane of view. Like, so there was nobody within 10 feet of us the entire time. And uh, yeah, it was it was perfect, and that's as my cool. as my man will tell you. Yeah, it was a perfect movie, pretty much as well.
4: Yeah, man, no, it it, it was solid, man. It, well, first of all, it's good to see Carlos like live, like in real life. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> you know, I've always seen through the screen, but I told him like, "Yo, this is awesome! Like, this is the real deal. It's the goddamn Batman." So, um, we rolled up like Carlos said, but uh, the experience, man, the movie, my goodness, this movie it hit me man because like i was i was already excited i know nolan's dope i know he holds it down um dunkard i thought was cool and i liked interstellar uh, i think interstellar was better than most people think it is in my opinion but this man this brought me back this is like prestige memento dark knight oh,
1: yeah. batman
4: begins like all that man all that this was wicked the, the opening sequence phew, come on the score, too. This is, the, this is to me, the best score in Christopher Nolan film. Wow. Like, wow. For
1: sure. For sure.
4: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The score for me was, like, hitting on all cylinders, man. Um, the acting is sharp. The cinematography is fantastic. Um, the characters are great. Uh, the stakes are there. It's confusing as heck. But when you feel <laughs> like you kind of got it, you, you kind of roll with it. And maybe I didn't get it. Maybe I didn't at all. Um it's cool when we left the theater, too. Like, I thought one thing... And Carlos thought the other with one with one sequence, and even in the mm. DM, I've kind of gone back with him, and I'm like, man, I, I can't get into it though. But that's what I love with these films with Christopher Nolan's, whether it's you're talking about the black hole theory or you're talking about like was it Bane or was it, uh, what's the phrase Talia? I mean, we all know that, but still it's just like, it's cool having those discussions with his films. Right. And, and this one doesn't come short by any means. I had no idea I was going to like this film as much as I did. Like when we left that theater, man, we were just talking for a minute about it. And then the next day, man, I'm like, yo, this is still marinating. And I know Carlos wanted to go right back out there and, and, and check the film again. And, uh, Man. Like he's the only guy I can talk to about this thing. That's the other thing. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> only
2: guy in the country. Yeah. In North America.
4: Yeah, man. So um it, it's cool, man. I, I really like this movie. Um people, I mean, if you if you can, if you feel comfortable, go out there and see it. But either way, man, this movie's great. Like, don't sleep on it. I I, I saw some reviews a little bit after and a little other things and I was I mean, you know, teach their own uh, film subjective, but I really feel like this film is, is awesome. It's it's in my. I have to think about it a little bit, um, but it's it's in my top, uh, top three, top four for Nolan films. I would say it's oh. it's really up there for me, man. Really, really liked it. Awesome! Yeah.
2: That, that's so that's exciting funny. to hear that that you had that experience, and then that Nolan delivers here another mind twister yeah. as he is, you know, accustomed to doing. But uh, Carlos, man, what did you think of this? You you've got your review up on Letterbox, right?
1: I right do. Now. Yeah, and yeah. so we're gonna we'll link that
2: below so you can get kind of a bit more of a spoiler free description and kind of his his ranking and rating here. But he's gonna give you some insight into into that review and into his thoughts in the film right now. So man, give her. Yeah, I'm tempted
0: not to say anything so that people will go and actually read my reviews. But yeah, we'll give a little we'll give a little flavor here. A but preview. Uh, I I gotta echo everything that Troy said. Like it was just it was poetic in that this was the first movie that you go see in the theater after such a long fast because the, the scale of this thing and the scope of the movie, just the visuals and the locations that you're seeing. And this thing goes all over the world to some pretty unique and beautiful places. So you get to see that on a large scale, but then the action and the set pieces, I think I've seen a fair amount of movies in my day And I'm pretty diverse in my tastes. But this movie brought concept after concept and action scene after action scene like nothing I've ever seen before. They were doing things that were crazy funky and it blew my mind. And it blew my mind one time and then it blew my mind another time. (laughs) And then uh, uh, like it was it was fantastic. And like Troy alluded to, it was masterful in that they give you enough that you understand and you grasp the story and it doesn't leave you confused you get you get a good solid experience at the movies but as soon as you step back and you kind of think on it a bit it opens up this vast world like it's very much like inception in that way where you digest it and you enjoy what you had but then as soon as you start thinking about it it's like well what did this mean and was he incepted at this time and did this play out in his mind or did this play out in the real world? And there's concepts like that um, as this movie goes um, through its journey. And, like, the score by Ludwig Gornson, who did, like, The Mandalorian and whatnot, is, like Troy said, the best score in a Nolan film yet. Like, it... It was it was a great score, and then he does things much like with the movie. He does them one way, and then he does them another way, and you're just like, "What is this?" Yeah, Um, yeah. If if I have a complaint, it's like the sound mix is a bit aggressive. Um, I I think like when Nolan's mastering his films, he doesn't appreciate that. Not everybody's gonna have it in this like pristine set of headphones (laughs) that's been perfectly balanced and uh, that the mix is exactly right. So there's a few times because like everything comes in really strong that like a lot of the characters speak with some accents and whatnot, and it makes it a little difficult to pull everything out. But even that's not terrible. And John David Washington has such a direct delivery and that guy's a joy. Like this movie yeah. cements him as a movie star. Yeah. Uh, hands down. Like I can't wait to see the next thing that he's in. Cause he is effortlessly, effortlessly charming and he's mysterious and Pattinson. Like we talk about, those experiences that you can only have in the theater yeah there's a moment in time like troy and i shared a moment during this movie <laughs> oh man it was, <laughs> it, it was magic oh man that was great that was great i was gonna i was gonna bring that up
4: that, that was special man that was take cool. it away I, man take it well away. i i gotta say you know without without giving anything man um obviously, i i love the uh the batman trailer for the upcoming uh, matt Reeves film but I, I when i left that theater i was like carlos man i'm i'm really sold On Patson. I'm really sold on this guy's acting chops. Um, I know he could deliver in the lighthouse and what have you. And I haven't seen the other one that everyone keeps raving about. But this movie, man, I'm like, I'm all in on this actor, and there, there's a moment there, it's not even a spoiler, but because it's, it's it's in the trailer, but there's a moment, just his look, I, I looked at Carlos, and Carlos looked at me, and he's like, that's, that's Bruce Wayne. And I was like, yeah, man, that's my mind. That's Bruce Wayne. I love it. That's Bruce Wayne. And um, it, it's a good look, and yeah, you're right. Um, uh, Washington, man, he's he's fantastic. He's a treat. I liked him in Black Kingsman, but here I'm really like on uh, on the level of Carlos here. Like this this is superstar status here. This is this is crazy. This is him even like you know getting away from being you know Denzel's kid. This is him making his own uh, his own path, and I can't wait to see what he does, man. And it'd be cool to see him in the in the Nolan family. You know, Nolan likes to bring back mm-hmm. some actors in his films, mm-hmm. and I would love to see him come back. But uh, the, and the, the action. The action, it's the, it's the best action film of the Nolan um, uh, franchise that he has. Like the, the action sequences were unreal what was going on. I just, um, I just, I just want people to go out there and, and see it because I, I, I just, I just want to talk about it, man. I just want to talk about this film.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the one thing we're meant to be doing on the podcast is talking. You can't do that. <laughs> well, the thing that. The thing that blows my mind with the reception that we've seen from all this is that Nolan somehow continues to deliver films like this like you look at the repertoire of some guys, like he's on the level of your Spielberg's not that deliver films consistently that like they pull and tug at different elements of your film watching experience. And I haven't seen this film, but just the, the, one of the energy I'm getting from you guys here is that it's just that all like, it's that Nolan esque of, yeah. of the, of the film going experience that, that he's brought here again. And like, even like, I'm one of the guys that, I'm not super fond of interstellar because I think it trips over itself a little bit of the complexity of it all. But I do like the effort that he puts into these films. And it's almost like, I don't know. Is it, is it Christopher Nolan? That's a star maker or does he pick up on these guys before? Like they have huge runs. Like you look at it like Matthew McConaughey, right? He picked him. Like he was always a famous movie star, but like after he's like in and around interstellar, it's like Academy award winner now. Right. And a guy like Tom Hardy got really big off the back end of some Nolan films, and like like you go yeah. look at Washington here, and, and even Pattinson, man, this guy's been in the film space for for like a decade now, but he's about to like take off in a very different way. And mm-hmm. Nolan seems to capture these guys at moments in their career, and all of a sudden they're in a Nolan film. It's like then they explode to the status that is well beyond anything that you know a normal movie star could be. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, it's really cool to see that. Like, I, I find, like, Nolan's super particular in who he casts. Yeah. But then, like, the, the prominence and prestige that he brings with those films and those actors in them, like, they become next level. Like, it's crazy. Yeah.
4: Well, I really, I really feel his, one of his strengths, obviously, is uh, he's a character director. Mm-hmm. I really feel like, so if he, you know, if you have some talent, he's going to really bring it out full no. blast, full potential. And um, kind of like JJ, but I feel like his storytelling is just way broader. He knows where he's going with these projects. And uh, and I think it's a bit of both. I mean, some of these guys like, uh, like McConaughey, I think he had like the Lincoln Lawyer, he had Mud and... Mm-hmm. And uh, Dallas Buyers Club. So he—that's kind of, its just like lightning in a bottle where he picked yeah. him, right? So it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of both. But he's he's that one of those few directors too, right? That can sell a movie just on his name alone. Where you, you mm-hmm. can talk to your parents and be like, "I've seen a Nolan film." Yeah, they know who you're talking about. They're not—you're not talking about the actor, or the actress. You're talking about the director.
2: Yeah, and yeah well, there sells know, it. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Spirit yeah. World, yeah. maybe like maybe like eighties, nineties, but like it's it, yeah, it's crazy because that's it's such it's such a good point with with Nolan too right like we refer to this as a Nolan film like, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah yeah and I've yeah. never really thought about that but it's mm-hmm. so true mm-hmm. right and the fact that he carries enough prowess and weight to him that he stuck this theater thing out like yeah, yeah. I, like a lot of other directors might not have had the clout to say no my film's going into theaters I don't care what you say mm-hmm. or just or no one sees it like that's your choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and I kind of banged the drum for this thing to go v- premium VOD. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, I feel like a fool because that was an <laughs> awesome experience. Like, yeah. like, and outside, like, the whole thing was wicked. And seeing it on that showcase was amazing. But like, I wouldn't have got that
2: Bruce moment with, yeah. with Troy, and that was yeah. amazing. Like it special was so moments, cool. man. Like, theater, <laughs> like, they do produce those? We've all had them together. Like those moments. Yeah. It's like, whoa, yeah, that was yes. awesome. Yeah. And so, and so Ted, really was, I guess the first big litmus test for these discussions that we've been having for weeks now, guys, about what is not only the theater experience, but how does that translate in a, a COVID world into the dollars and cents of the whole thing? You know, this is a big thing that they're chasing here. And so Ted, overperformed as per predictions in the international market. Now, the international market itself, we don't talk a lot about it because it's hard to calibrate it, right? Because things open sporadically. It doesn't open in China. It doesn't open here. They open different weekends. So it's hard to say, you know, this opening weekend is comparable to an opening weekend pre-COVID in the international market. Like, it's hard to run those. And that's why the domestic numbers are usually used because it's, it's a flat baseline, right? You can say, this is US, Canada. It opens the same weekend. It's comparable to this, that, and the other thing. So but I think that the general idea or the general agreeance across, you know, when you look at things like the box office mojo and all that is that it did overperform in the international market, which is a great sign for theaters, right? This is the first big tentpole film of 2020 to land in theaters with all the social distancing and all that stuff and limits on capacity and everything. So it's exciting and it's encouraging that it did this well. Now, it drops into theaters in the U.S., this weekend this coming weekend and so that again will be another you know big mark for what the theater experience is now Nolan films generally have lower openings and longer legs um, they're not the front end loaded 100 plus million dollar films outside of the dark Knight. in that um, they're usually in that 40 60 million dollar space so if you can land in that space in in the u.s here there's a model for how this can work and i think this gives real promise to Wonder Woman 84 and Black Widow as being tentpole films that land in theaters. I don't know if Wonder Woman's going to run a little bit further away from that October 2nd marker, but I think this gives at least most of the studios something to think about. You know, we've got the big Mulan test coming up here this weekend, and let's see how this all rolls out. So we're going to have some interesting data to, to consume and look at here in the not too distant future and tenant being that first pass mark for the theater industry in this environment that we now exist in. So it's exciting guys. I'm glad you're out there seeing it. I hope to join you sometime soon. If I can work up enough courage to, <laughs> to, to <laughs> get out there, but uh, let's see guys. Let's see, let's see what happens here. So it's that theater experience. It's back. Even Tom Cruise is really excited about it. going to see antenna. See that video he put out there.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Really promoting that. So, he wants everyone to go see uh, Top Gun: Maverick whenever it comes out. <laughs> yeah.
0: I had to laugh how much of his like drive to the theater that he filmed. Yeah, and then his like sixteen-year-old girl like selfie cam. Yeah, look at my emotions. Look how yeah. emotional I am.
2: <laughs> I'm Thomas Cruise. He just he sprinted oh, into the with the explosion behind him. Oh into man, the, movie the best one in Hollywood, man. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> he just sprints yeah. everywhere. Love it. so guys that was a oh man that was a blast i love hearing those stories going back to the theater and getting those mini reviews in for those two big films that have found their way into theater and guys we're going to try to continue this hopefully all four of us in the not too distant future here with some actual new film reviews for you guys here in dc marvel for sure hopefully fingers crossed that actually drops but guys this has been a ton of fun talking toys talking movies it kind of feels like we're, we're getting a little bit back to normal here so i'm excited about all this and i'm excited for the weeks to come here guys we got lots lots going on here we've got batman day coming up here it's the goddamn batman not his birthday but his actual day a whole day september 19th so guys we're gonna be looking to do some fun stuff there to celebrate not only batman but also our good friend here the goddamn batman himself he's gonna put on that suit behind him and walk around all day um, <laughs> with some That's interesting choices in the dm day. that we won't share but <laughs> <laughs> but guys it, it's yeah we got lots coming here in the not too distant future we got a, another retro film review likely coming up here so look at that on twitter we'll likely put a throw a poll up here and pick a movie to review um we'll see we'll see maybe maybe have a theme maybe it won't we'll see and uh guys we're gonna be back next week of course and we'll, we'll see we well, now it's kind of our, our get vocal plan here in the next couple of weeks we got to kind of formulate that as we get into the fall here once we get the kids back in school and understand you know the toll and all that it's going to take on us in our time then we'll, we'll kind of get the the live streaming going again here and try to maybe like we said in the past make it a bit more of an event style thing where we promote it for a couple of weeks and we get you guys some uh some fun on there seeing us live stream interacting live as we we discuss toys or movies or whatever so we'll get out there and uh, collaboration is another thing that we're looking for here, guys, in the not-too-distant future with some other podcasts, some of our other friends. So look out for that. Lots of exciting things in the Nerd Room and in the nerd world, guys. It's going to be a crazy run to the end of the year, but we're going to be back here every single week. And if you guys would like to be a part of all of that, you can always email us at thenerdroom at g- gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're always looking for something to discuss. Handles at the end of the episode. You can find everything we do at the nerdroom.net. As well, we are part of the Star Wars Commonwealth, guys. There was a huge Star Wars convention or virtual convention, if you will, in place of celebration this past weekend called Force Fest. You want to get vocal, type in Force Fest, and you can find all the panels. There's some great panels. And one in particular i got to give is to my man Rick. He put on one, mental health and Star Wars, him and Tyler from Chatter Squadron. Holy moly, was it something else, guys. These guys lay themselves out there, and it's, it's a very powerful podcast a very powerful panel so i'd recommend going and checking that out and if you have the time to kyle good friend of tummy saber he did a great one kicked off force fest actually music of star wars in a post rise of skywalker world and then him and i also teed up and talked about some black series and three three quarter inch and the history and legacy of those at a panel as well so you can go there check it out get vocal or you can go back one episode and check ours out there and i believe the tumbling sabers went up this past week as their main episode you can check out the audio versions there we did on ours we did have some visual cues so that's some of the fun stuff of uh getting on get vocal there and checking those out and then uh last but not least guys we'd give a big shout out to man rob wade for endorsing this podcast so emotion14.com so go over there and check out everything he's doing all the in- other endorsed podcasts and last but not least i already said that once but i am gonna say it again instagram guys we've been throwing up some videos there we've got some great posts and some toy stuff so it's it's rocking and rolling over there guys and we'll be sure to get some more stuff up there before the end of the weekend just showing you guys what we got going on here in the nerd room and i had committing to myself i'm going to say it out loud i'm going to do a nerd room tour for Ooh. either instagram live or tv or whatever it's called or youtube or something here the room is finally well it's never done but it's to a space <laughs> where i'm, I'm happy <laughs> with Done-ish. it so i'm going to do a, a tour here i've been prepping for it for weeks and i think i'm ready to go so that's going up here. I'm not going to say this weekend, but soon, (laughs) soon, we'll say coming soon. Just like that Shazam review was right. (laughs) So guys, with all that being said for the nerd room, I'm Tim.
0: I'm
4: Troy. You
0: just be
2: Batman.
3: (laughs) And I'm Sanjay.
2: And thank you guys very much for entering the nerd room.
1: my culture. death It's not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. You reach out with both hands and bust and segment. They lead you into the green belt where you can run forever.